Hello, Baker River Bible Church. And trust that you're doing well and that you're staying healthy and, and continue to trust and walk in the Lord as we spend uh, time together with Him and His Word. And, and trust that even through a time as this, that we might know that God is still with us. He still cares about us. He's, he's uh, meeting our each and every need. And... and uh, and at the same time, we have that hope in Him. No matter what comes our way, no matter what happens or whatever ails us, that our hope in Christ never changes. And that one day, uh, if not by rapture, um, if we take our last breath to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, and we rejoice in that as believers in Jesus Christ. And so... And so, we just once again, we just trust that everything is going well with every with everybody. And uh, once again, I'm speaking to an empty room. But for those who you're watching, uh, obviously you're watching me, but I cannot see you. But anyway, I trust that your heart will be blessed and encouraged, and as we spend some time in God's Word uh, today. And uh, once again, we just want to keep each other in prayer during this time. And, that, and as well as our state, we look forward to the day when we can meet together again. And uh, we just pray that the, the uh, governor's office will just see the need of, of, of letting churches uh, open up in a responsible way uh, during this, during this uh, time. Uh, with this virus out there, and uh, that you and we just uh, pray uh, to that end, and uh, for that we need to keep those in prayer who have different uh, physical needs or financial needs, and uh, for those in our church body, your hearts, our hearts are uh, uh, with you, and our prayers. Uh, been, we've been continuing to pray uh, for each and every each and every one and we just trust that once again we'll be back together uh, again so with that let's go to a word of prayer our gracious god and heavenly father we do thank you once again for uh, this time that we can gather together around your word. Lord, we look to you for strength, for wisdom during this time. We just pray that, that the state officials just might see the need of uh, opening up the churches, Lord. It says in your word that you control the king's heart and that you set kings up and you and you take them down. And Lord, we just we trust in you for that. And we just pray that, that someday uh, soon that, that these church doors uh, will be open and open in a responsible manner. We just uh, will thank you and, and praise you for that. Lord, we pray for those that might be struggling uh, physically with different ailments they might have and we just pray that they just might trust in you as a great physician we pray that you just give the doctors wisdom and guidance as they as they might be doing testing or 
or just prescribing medication. We just pray that you just uh, might work there. We, we pray for those within our assembly who are, who are our senior citizens, and we just pray for, we pray for them and that, that you would just have a hedge about them and protect them as, uh, from this virus. And, and uh, Lord, we just uh, pray that their, their each and every need is uh, being met and they're being strengthened uh, in their inner man uh, during this time. Also, Lord, we just pray for those, Lord, who might be going through difficulties uh, at home, whether uh, interpersonal uh, relationships or whether it be financial or, or those things that sometimes uh, uh, come into our homes. And we just pray that we would just look to you for wisdom and for guidance to turn to you, Lord, and to rely upon you. And as we've been going through this series on hope, Lord, that you are our hope and that you are our strength. And through that, we have the joy of of you working in us and, and that we, by your strength, uh, rise above those things that which, which uh, cause uh, different or could cause different afflictions in our life, Lord. And, and Lord, we just, uh, once again, we thank you for your love for us, for your guidance for us, for your protection upon us. And, and Lord, I just pray that these words that are that are going to be shared are not my words but yours as you've laid them on my heart and that that your word would just go forth mightily to those who are watching to those who are listening and that and that um, for those at baker river bible church lord that we would just be continue to be strengthened in our inner man and and um, that we would not get discouraged that we would not get cast down but our our minds and our hearts, Lord, would just be ever present and ever focused upon you. And we just will thank you for that. And we just once again, we thank you for this time together and for those who uh, may be watching or listening. We thank you in your name. We pray. Amen. The title of this message of the of the of today is the hope in our position, and as we continue on in our study, we're dealing with and looking at the hope that we have as a as a believer. And our text is Romans eight and verse twenty-eight uh, through thirty. We'll probably just get to uh, verse uh, twenty-eight, but let's go ahead and read this together. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, to them he called, and to whom he called them he also justified, and whom he justified them he also glorified. So, uh, so the, the desire here is that we as believers sh should see the hope that one has in their position in Jesus Christ. 
And so that we as believers, or the hope that we have as believers, is in our position in the family of God. You know, to be a part of a family is belonging. It's about the idea of being accepted. You think of, uh, of a, when a fiancé goes to a potential uh, in-law's home and the desire of wanting to be accepted or for or for the groom or for the fiance to ask for their daughter's hand in marriage and all the the worries that goes on uh, that goes on with that um, but in the desire to uh, be accepted but knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior we have been accepted we have that hope within us and so our hope is not a hope so but it is a no-so, it is a no-so by being a part of the family of God and never to be taken out. And so as we look at this, our hope, it's all about, it's all about the good, it's all about the good being in the family, and we'll explain that in just a second, but it's all about the good, that you, that you have Christ as your last name, not the world that we go, we represent Jesus Christ, that we are a part of the family. You, we, we say the word Christian, and that word is used extremely uh, loosely and almost, it seems like, in vain today. But, um, but to be Christ-like, to be a part of his, to be a part of the family of God. And so as we look at uh, Romans uh, 8.28. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And so we see here this first, this first, this first phrase here, we know. We know. And this is the key. That in any situation that we face, we need to know God. That you need to have a working knowledge of God. That we need to be in fellowship with God. That, that uh, spending time on our knees before God in prayer. That we need to be opening up our hearts and minds to His Word on a daily basis. We need to know God. For to know not God any situation that we face, how in the world can it be ever meant for good? And so we know God. There's an established, if you will, um, relationship first and then an ongoing fellowship with the Lord. We know or to know, and this is, and once again, it, that is key. It is that, is that we are to be active in our fellowship with God. He is working to bring about His will in the life that we live. And it says here, so what do we know? That all things, that all things work together. There is no good day or bad day and with God. That the things that we face, the trials that we face, this, this virus that this country and this, 
and the state is, that is dealing with, or whatever financial struggles that we may be dealing with, or health struggles, or just the pains and aches of being in this world, or, or getting older, or whatever it may be, is that all, the, the, all these things do work together. That there is, once again, no good day or ba bad day with God outside of sin. That it's not about you or me, but it's about God and what He is going to accomplish in our lives via His permissive will or His perfect will. You think of a couple illustrations in the Old Testament about you know, God's permissive will. Uh, uh, you think of Samson, you know, was, Samson, was God's will accomplished in Samson's life? Yes, absolutely. Was it God's perfect way of doing things? No. God allowed Samson to do different things, to make bad choices and, and follow after the things of this world through the rebellion with his parents and the acceptance of things of this world. But did he accomplish it? Yes. Did he suffer? Yes. Was it God? Did what God's will get accomplished? Absolutely. Same thing with Jonah. Jonah, a man running from God. And yet God worked in him and, and it wasn't and it wasn't the plan. I'm sure I'm sure the ideal situation would, you know, Jonah would have just gone straight to Nineveh and he would have and um, there would have been a re a rejoicing and and how God uh, saved the people of Nineveh, but that was but that's not how it quite happened. And so God uses us sometimes in spite of ourselves, but we should be striving in our walk with God to be to be used in His perfect will. So that and so we see here that trials are good. If you turn with me to uh, James, James and uh, chapter one. James chapter 1 and verse 2 it says my brother and count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations that we count it that we count it for joy and there's like as a, as a trial comes or when all these things come in Romans 8 28 when we know that all things that whatever that thing is, is that we count it for joy, that we are looking to it for God to be conforming us into his image, God be completing his will in our life. So count it all joy when we fall into, fall into diverse temptations. Over in Ephesians chapter 1 and, and verse 11, it says, In whom we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things, all things after the counsel of his will. That we have an obtained an inheritance based on, based on God's plan for us, According to the purpose that he has for us, he worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. It's not by mistake that you are going through some the things that you are going through as long as we're striving to be 
in his perfect will and in a right relationship with him. It is no mistake. And yes, it's going to be tough sometimes or it's going to be joyous sometimes. But we know that all things work together. That all things are working together. That it says once again that of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And so here we see when back in 28, we know that all things work together for what? For good. For good. And that's sometimes hard. hard. How can this be for good, God, that, that we are that we are stuck in our homes, that we're not able to meet together or what have you, or a, a different, you know, or the struggles I'm going through. You know, I am praying, at least I'm, that, that through this time that we, are, that we are separated, that we are even have a greater um, sense of getting in God's word, of spending in time in prayer, of focusing on God, of using our testimony for him. And so that when we come back together as a body of Christ here at Baker River, or, or if you're listening and you go uh, to another Bible-believing church, that, that when you come together, that you will be closer to God now than you were when the when this virus first hit because if we if we weren't then what in the world was this virus for the trials that we were going through because we it says it says here that we know because of who God is and God working in us and spending time in his word that all things work together that all things work together for good. For good. This, this word good has the, uh, in the Greek is the idea of being something that is useful, the something that is profitable. You know, it, um, it's not necessarily something that, that's good as like in something you eat or then something, uh, some entertainment thing that, oh, it's pleasing to, to our senses, to our flesh or whatever it may be or, you know, to a big juicy steak or to our favorite ice cream or, or whatever, whatever uh, things that you enjoy. But the good here that is mentioned is something that is useful, it's profitable. Profitable for what? It is profitable that we bring glory to God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, it says, that we might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. To bring honor and glory is that the things that we are going through that draws us closer to Him, the day that when we stand before him that it was all meant for good and then also that that these things this good is that being made into his likeness that our inward that our inner man is being renewed day by day and that and that the things that we are going through that 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 heaven is going to be far greater so that we are being made into his likeness. We are being made into his likeness. Now there's a condition in God's word here about being good as we look at this. 
to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. All right, so here we have these two conditions. To them that love God. To them that love God. Apart from God, there is no good that's ever done. And uh, being separated from God. But as one who knows Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, being declared righteous, being declared a, a child of God, having the Holy Spirit working, uh, working within us, influent, uh, God, uh, uh, working in in our hearts, in our in our nature, and 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 striving and giving us wisdom and direction and His leading in our life. That, that, is, that is useful. That is the profitable. And it all becomes with that, that love for God as a believer. This love for God and the, this love, this word love is agapo, which has the idea to be faithful to serve without obligation, with joy. Is that, is that we are continuing to be faithful no matter what circumstance may be. This out of our love for him, no matter how, no matter what the cost, no matter what it may be, no matter, no, there's nothing that gets in the way of that. That we continue, there's no condition to that love. The, um, to, so be, to be faithful to serve Without obligation, it's not because I'm serving because I have to or I'm earning my way or I'm trying to gain favor with God or whatever it may be. But it's just because of His love for me. And I want to serve Him. And that, and that is done with joy. And so we see here that we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are serving Him, to them that are doing it just not out of just not out of obligation, but freely serving Him, you know, with joy, a love that is faithful through temptation. In in James, uh, chapter James chapter one and verse twelve says here. Blessed be the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And that word love there is the exact same Greek word, agapo, as found in Romans 8.28, to them that love him. That idea of being a servant, to be faithfully serving him. And so, also this love is because of the gospel. As I said before, outside of Jesus Christ, and outside of not knowing him as one's personal Savior, to serve God is futile. That it, it's, it's, it doesn't mean anything to God because that person is working in their own flesh, in their own, in their own desire, what have you. And so, 
We see here is because of the gospel, the joy that we have in the gospel and being born again, or if you will, the, the called out ones, and because of us believing in Jesus Christ and the person work of Jesus Christ and then repenting uh, for, and, and then having the repentant attitude uh, for, for who we are as, as uh, sinners and, and trusting in his work on the cross. We see here that it is the joy that we have in the gospel. Over, and if you would, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians in chapter, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians in chapter 2, starting in verse 9. But it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear hath heard, neither the, have heard, her, excuse me, I'll start over. But it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared to them that love him. That, and that, that, that love that God has for us uh, through the gospel, that desire to be with him, it is saying here that, that because of, that because of our love for him, he has prepared a place for us that we cannot even comprehend, that we can't even, comp we, our eyes can't even comprehend the beauty that, as when it talks about the herd here, is that we can't, it can't even be explained it's going to be so incredibly awesome, that our minds can't even fully grasp it. And it's because of, it's because of the love, as it says once again, um, um, in verse in verse 9 I hath not seen nor ear hath heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared, prepared for them that love him that, that because of our love for him God has done this for us but God hath, but God hath revealed unto them Unto us by His Spirit, the sp the, for the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. And so we see here, it is because of the gospel. It is because of the gospel. And then in verse, um, and then not only it's because of the love that needs to be there, the second condition, as we see here, in Romans uh, eight twenty eight, to them that love God, who are, and th to love God, to th to them who are called according to His purpose, who are called according to His purpose. This idea of being, this idea of being called here, is not that God created mankind and He chose whom to call and who not to call. But it, 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 it means that, that I chose to believe, therefore I was called to be conformed for a purpose. That's what this verse is saying, that, that, that Jesus Christ died, that he, that he died and rose again, uh, on, um, uh, died on the cross and rose again for our sins. And that I and I that we believe that uh, that I believe that I chose to believe that, and 
and that because of that, therefore I was called to be conformed for a purpose. To be conformed for a purpose. And as we see here in 8.28, to be, we are called according to His purpose. And then as we see here that for things to be good or profitable, God, we, one must know God personally. One must, one must know God personally. In Romans, in Romans uh, chapter 1, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Romans chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Among whom, all, among whom ye are also called of Jesus Christ, all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace unto you and peace from our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. See, we are called by Jesus Christ to be, to be used of him, to be conformed as, as we are going to see eventually in the next verse, the next time in verse, in verse 29. And so we are called. And then also in, in uh, 2 Timothy, if you would turn with me there, uh, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which is given to us in Jesus Christ before the world began. That Jesus Christ, he saved us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his work, his, his, the, the work on, uh, on the cross, dying on the cross for our sins and rising, raising from the dead and, and those that choose to believe upon him and, 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 and uh, trusting in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior for that. We see here is called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but his work, but, but according to his purpose and grace. We weren't called because for our direction, but we are called for his purpose, to be used of him. That's why, and we know that all things work together for good because it's his purpose uh, working in our lives. And that, that God has a plan and a will that it's not earned, but it's for the purpose of the direction of His will. We are called, called by God's grace and mercy from darkness to light, children of Satan to sons of God, into the family of God, from trusting in one's doing to trusting in the work of God. So once again, it is this, it is, how do we know that all things work together? It is, it is to them that love God. It is to them that love God and to them who are called according to His purpose, to be used of His plan, to, it is that yielding, called for His purpose. 
is that these things that are going on or in our lives and whatever those things, good or bad, it makes no difference. It's all the same with God and that it's according to His purpose. And, re and remember, and remember, it's not, a, it's not about our love for Him that saved us, but it's His love for us. It's about His love for us that we loved Him because He first loved us, as it says in 1 John 1, 9. So the trials and the things that we are going through through this time that, or that we continue to go to, that we will continue to be challenged with to the day that we meet Jesus Christ, that God is working and directing in our lives, that it's working together for good. That, and once again, that idea of being good is that is to be, use, to be useful, to be profitable, to bring glory to God. So the question is, is that, Within the family of God and our position in Jesus Christ and the hope that we have and knowing that all things work together for good, part of that, having that hope and knowing that we have that hope is that we know that this, is, that this has a purpose, that this has a plan, that we can hope in that, that you and I have that hope. That once again, that as we as believers gather together in our respective churches, home churches, is that we can bring praise and glory to, to God together for how He has worked through and in our lives. That this time that we are separated from one another, that we are not separated from God, that He is wanting to work within us as as, as individuals, as individuals. And so the hope that we have as believers is in our position in the family. And next week, Lord willing, we're going to look at verses uh, 29 and 30, for whom he did foreknow as, as he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And that word there, conformed, goes back to uh, Romans 8, 28. We'll look at that. And then moreover, whom he did predestinate to them, he called... That word called pops up again. And whom he called, the also justified. And then them he also glorified. That we will be together, that we are glorified together with him uh, positionally. And that one day we will be that we will be in body glorified together with him. And that is our hope, and we rejoice in that. And so you know, things, all the things that are going on in this world, we can rejoice in that hope in the Lord. So I just want to, you know, uh, conclude today just by reminding us here, as it says here in, uh, in verse 31, for what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God is for us because look at what he's done in verses 20, 20, 28 through 30 and are standing with him. 
and the joy and the peace that we have, you know, all, you know, that we have the hope of God, that we, we um, hope because we are in the family of God. And once again, it is my desire that as believers, as myself, that we would see the hope that one has in the family of God, that, that we would just continue to grow. And once again, I just trust that as we go through this time of separation, that, that God is working in you as an individual, that you are taking time and just praising God for, the, for, for this time together and that we are growing. Yes, we are facing struggles. Yes, we face heartaches. But you know what is, I've said, uh, repeated myself here, when we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Let's pray. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank You once again for Your great love for us. We thank You for how You have everything under control, Lord, and that You know each and everything that, that comes into our lives. And, and You are... You are uh, working in our hearts, Lord, for a particular purpose, for a particular plan, that you are conforming us into your image, and we just thank you for that. And this is all meant for good. We just pray that as we go from day to day that we might not be caught up in worry or fear or or anger and the things that we face, but that once again that we would just trust in the hope that we have in you and your working in our life and that we have that hope and peace and joy in our life. And as we looked at a couple weeks ago, as the psalmist has said, hope thou in God. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done for us on the cross and thank you for saving us. And Lord, I just pray that you just might continue to guide and direct in our lives, Lord. And Lord, I pray that if there's one listening that does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, does not have that hope that you have, uh, that they, that you desire for all mankind to have, Lord, that they would see their need of you, that they would believe on what you have done for them on the cross, and and that they would repent of their sin and trust in you and will just as Savior. And we'll thank you and praise you for that. Lord, we ask you for all these things in your name we pray. Amen.